Welcome back to All Ages RPG, the role-playing podcast for gamers of all ages. This arc of the podcast will be a little different than what we've posted so far. This is the first part of our ninth recording session, which we played back in June 2018. That month, there were some issues with our recording setup, and so we found ourselves using different recording equipment and studio software. It was completely untested, so there was a possibility going into it that the recording wouldn't work. When the players first arrived, I put it to the group, do you want to play more of our D&D game, The Guardians of India, or do you want to play a different game as a one-shot? The group decided that they'd enjoy playing a different RPG, so for this session, we create a new setting, new characters, and I explain the basics of the player's labor-saving utility system, or PLUS. It's a flexible, generic role-playing game written by Joe Adams in 1997, initially as a free-flowing alternative to The Taint, a much more complicated system about unwitting superheroes that he'd written a year or two before then. So we're trying a different setup, and we're going to be trying a different game because we don't know whether this is actually going to record or not, and because we want to. Mm -hmm. So first of all, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves so that people can hear the voices, and I will go counterclockwise again. So I'm Harold. I'm going to be the game master today. Oh, something different than dungeon master. Okay, I'm Corbin, and I don't have a character name yet. I have nothing filled out on my sheet. Okay, so that's, it's just to hear your voice so that people can match a name to a voice. Hello, I'm Aria. Hello. Caleb Reinhardt, nice to meet you. I'm Lucia. Hey. I'm Darcy, and I will be playing Mamacita. In whatever we end up playing. That's good. In whatever we end up playing. <laughs> My name is Blake. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So today we have talked about it and we want to play a game of the taint in the plus system, the player's labor-saving utility system. I'm going to explain a little bit of that system at a high level. We're going to make characters, but before we do that, I'd like to brainstorm at the table, again, like we did in our first session, Mm. a bit about the world. Mm. And before we get into that even, I'm interested in knowing what kind of setting you guys would like to play in. Plus is often done in a modern day, kind of present day analog, but it can be in any setting. So we could do the crew of a spaceship if we wanted to, or, we could do uh, Roman legionnaires in the first century. 
what were you going to say? Two ideas. I like the spaceship idea. That was one of mine. And then the um, Dark Ages. Okay. What if... What if, well, we're, what if we're on some sort of like deep sea underwater city or base or something? Ooh. That would be yeah. fun. Is there any sci-fi elements to that? Like there's yeah. jetpacks, lasers, I, and I, laser swords. I think just being a large underwater base is already kind of a sci-fi. Yeah. We don't exactly I like have the stuff fishies. like that. Ooh, Caleb, fresh sashimi. <laughs> fresh sushi every day, yeah. And of course, my, my mind immediately went to Jurassic because you've got all your little dinosaurs out there. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dinosaur oh. Island. Well, actually, they're his. They yeah. just were in the dice yeah. box. Oh, underwater Jurassic, Jurassic. Yeah, okay. which, which had <laughs> yes. underwater Jurassic World. Underwater yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah, that's Wait, what about no. um, Mesozoic? But that would be an even better way to contain the dinosaurs, though. Have it underwater. Because then, if they escape, you can just flood it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then you kill innocent civilians who are. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> yes. So it's some sort of underwater habitat that okay. everybody is in. What is the purpose? We proposed possibly an entertainment purpose for this underwater habitat. But it could be a scientific purpose, or it could be that there's been sort of disaster on the surface, and so people are using this as an ark, hiding out until conditions are right to reemerge under the surface. Um, what, what appeals? I kind of like the disaster idea. A nuclear yeah. fallout. It feels fallout. a little cliche, but it works. Yeah. A nuclear fallout and the water was not um, infected. Contaminated? Contaminated. Wait. That's what Somehow just blind luck. Just somehow, just blind luck. It just wasn't. Yeah, so now we have become fish living. Or maybe some of it is. We, we or maybe fish. some of the water is contaminated and that's how we get our powers. <gasps> Ooh. But, Illuminate but, so, are, it, is everybody it is like normal an arc, people? right, except this arc sank. Um, hmm. Are we, is this one kind of normal races? Or, I don't know. We could decide that maybe the dominant species is a different non-human species, mm. or have different species. That's Humans and well. robots. We could do different <laughs> species, that'd be cool. I'm always up for some fantasy races. Honestly, I'm this close to suggesting like bionical characters. The premise that I suggested is accidentally very similar, very to, similar to an arc bionicle. in Bionicle. So in that case, we could say that we are bionicle characters who are mm -hmm. building this underwater mm -hmm. habitat for so some creatures who are coming down to live there. Does that mean that there it's only Robots. Robot-like characters or cyborg characters, or are there humans and these cyborg Human characters? and robots. Well, I kind of personally like the idea that we are building this underwater habitat and imminently people are going to be coming down. That's personally... I, oh, the I preparation think, I think that, for the arc. That, that, that kind of oh. like is a great turning point in the story. That, like, and if dinosaurs get loose... And some people are going to be coming down... Right, so. Oh, so we're preparing and the dinosaurs break loose. It's Jurassic Park all over again. Yes, yes. And I have a great name for this arc. 
Axolotlans. Just yes. <laughs> just yes. I love that name. Just yes. <laughs> Axolotlan. Just yes. Yes. Roundabout. Yes. <laughs> How about um, insert arc name here? <laughs> How about just probably archaic arc face like that one arc. boat that people? Yes. What about that guy on the floor? <laughs> that guy on the floor. <laughs> Oh, wait, was that a reference Cabbage to our Go- own podcast? Yeah. yeah. Cabbage Land. That's, that's a little, that's sad. That's sad. How <laughs> oh, self-referential. Yes. Cabbage Land. Yeah. What? What? My, My cabbages. cabbages! Yes, the farmer, the farmer is sponsoring this so that the his farmers. cabbages would never get squashed again. Yes, exactly. I apologize to the farmer in advance. <laughs> Interdimensional India reference. Interdimensional, <laughs> interdimensional fourth wall. So then you need to think about what sort of career or what sort of specialty you have as a a bionicle. I, we should come a up with cyborg. an alternative. A cyborg. Um, so cyborg. For, as a cyborg that I was is helping construct or prepare this arc. <laughs> For human habitation. What? Or some other species coming to uh, inhabit this uh, this ark. Um, what is your specialty? What is your particular thing that you've been trained to do in the ark? I really want to be a secret agent janitor. <laughs> this is so bad. I want to be a janitor wait, wait, that's secretly wait, wait, wait. a secret agent. Uh, wait, I actually have a thing very much like know. that from a book. I'm just trying to figure so, out. I don't know what I want to play. You could be a security officer who is posing as some other position. <laughs> because there is some concern about some other faction or group that is trying to sabotage the construction of the ark. Corbin Blart, the ball god. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's Corbin an idea. Blart. Any other ideas for um, percussion? Yeah, Corbin Blart. Uh, okay, I'll be I'll be what? a security guard. Wait, I have slash janitor thing. Wait, okay. I I have one. Marine Bionicry. What? Okay. What's what does marine biology, marine biology? I was going to be a marine biologist. <laughs> we all three had like, the same idea. <laughs> I was thinking of being a marine biologist there no. to like... We can be a team of to, biologists. To yeah. make sure that the Ark doesn't interrupt the surrounding ecosystem too badly, because like, maybe if they're down in the Ark, they're part, at least partly living <gasps> off I'm a the ecosystem. Yeah, you just stole my yeah. idea. I wanted to be an engineer. <laughs> Well, like yep, Scotty. The outside of the dome. I'll be the inside engineer. You'll be the outside engineer. We're He's a team again. The same mindset. And I can you know, fill up to the glass and go, hello. Hello. hello and, I'll, and I would just tap in Morse code with drumsticks. Here, how about we shape like different kinds no. of branches? So I think I will be a repair bot. So I'm like, you know, I have to kind of go around wherever I'm needed. And oh yay! Three engineers and three marine biologists. So am yeah. I. Yeah. I I wouldn't call myself an engineer. I'm a repair bot, right? So, yeah. You know, I've, I've like got my handy screwdriver. And <laughs> you do stuff like that. Yeah. You get to poke Blake. Yay! <laughs> you know, people get rusty, That's and I have my oil can. <laughs> oil can. You're a mom. <laughs> yeah. 
you're the cleaning I'm called Mamacita. Mama Sita. Yeah. Uh, wait, Fitting. hold on. Fitting all that. Wait, hold on. You're, you could be like the, the repair robot from Wally that appears that one time. <laughs> Yeah. Here you go. So I how about we do this? I decided. Okay. We each have a different branch in the marine biology theme. Like, or you could do the yeah. ecosystem thing. I was thinking my thing is I try to um, <gasps> incorporate animals into the society, kind of like a food kind of thing, where I find safe plants and animals to eat. Okay. Mm. And I would be a, a marine bionicrist. What does that do? Um, pretty much trying to figure out how to go outside without being crushed by the pressure. Um, oh, of deep um, water pre- life. Yeah, project- or eaten by large sea predators. Yeah. <laughs> Are we in the Mesozoic era? I don't know what era we're in. Some ancient dinosaur era with the nuclear fallout? Chronosaurus. <laughs> yeah, that's why we would need... Nuclear Mesozoic. I guess nuclear. it was in the meteors. Yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs it was alien. It was the aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aliens yeah, colonizing after dinosaurs. Yeah. Yes. Say a little bit about the system. When you are attempting to do a task, and I call for a roll... You're going to be creating a pool of D6s that you roll. And you roll those D6s, uh, you can decide if you want to use some luck points, because one of your characteristics is luck, and each luck point that you spend adds another D6 to the roll. When you have the pool all together of all the dice that you're going to roll, you're going to roll them, and then, depending on whether you have a bonus or penalty, you're going to remove the low values or, remo- or remove the high values of the dice. And you're going to add together all the non-one results. Any dice that are, they match on the face. So if you have multiples of a given value, those can be re-rolled and added to the total. I'm going to give an example. Say I have these four dice. I'm going to roll them, and I have two fives. So I have a five, a three, and a two. That's 15. I can choose to re-roll these, and I have another 10, so my result would be 25. Basically, you're trying to get higher numbers uh, for better results. Mm. If you roll ones, the ones don't count. If when you decide to re-roll the dice, in the example I have the two fives, if I had rolled both ones on them, the total that you had up until that point would become toxic. So it would be a bad result to the proportion of whatever your number was. So if I had 15 and it went toxic, I would have a kind of a negative 15 bad, it's like a crit fail result. And if at any time you are left with only one die that you roll, for whatever reason, you you only have one die that you're gonna roll. If you roll a one, it's going to be a toxic roll, and if you roll a six, you can pick that up and re-roll it as if it was a fate die. And in my example just there, I had a six, and then I rolled a one, so it would be a toxic six that just happened. 
All right, so toxic. that is the, toxic. the basic game mechanic is how the how the dice work. And what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about, given the careers that you've selected, what amounts of dice you have to put into different parts of your character sheet. So we're going to build the characters. And while we're doing that, or after we do that, we'll probably talk about relationships a little bit between the two characters. But I'm going to pause recording here because this will take a little while and I'll just be talking about how to portion dice. So now... We're six years old already. Made, now that we've made our characters, we're all specialists that are preparing the underwater base, the Ark, for some other beings to come inhabit it. We've established that there is another faction, we haven't named that faction, uh, that is... Aquafina. Aquafina. So Aquafina is the name of the organization or faction that is opposed to the Ark and wants to sabotage it or may even attack it openly at some point. You all are working to maintain and prepare the base. So with that, you can introduce yourselves Tell a little bit about the character that you've created and how you know the other characters. My character is Ultimate John Cena. <laughs> Cringe. Okay. I know. We're mostly cringing behind the mic. Elton John Cena. And what does Elton John Cena do? He makes bombs. The way you say it is so classy. How is this useful to our operation? I remember when the nuclear was still excavating, like undersea taverns to okay to expand the base. All right. Wait, do you know any of the other? Or how do you feel about the other characters? I should say because you all know each other. You've all know and work with each other. You've been um, living, you cyborgs, have been you living cyborgs. underwater in this base for a while. Yes, Lord. Um, you want to come back once you hear the characters? Okay, Darcy. So, my name is Mama Sita. I'm a middle-aged cyborg repair bot. Even though you're really nine. Bum, bum, bum. That is, mi- that, that is middle-aged. For a robot. <laughs> We don't know how long I robot am years lives. Well known and popular among all of these folks because they all come to me when their cyborg units start to break down. Computers start having problems if their elevators aren't working, if the doors, you know, aren't working, anything mechanical. Um, I am the go-to bot. And how do you feel about each of them? Or do you want to come back to them? I'm a repair bot, I don't have feelings. What are feelings? Okay. Ooh, wow. Interesting. So, okay, Mama Sita's in denial of her. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Sita is an edgy robot. <laughs> okay. Lucia. I play Alex Otiel. Alex is a m- marine bionicrist and specializes in hydrodynamics, taco making, and the construction of heat seeking officials. Okay. Which are torpedoes in the shape of a giant fish. So, <gasps> kind 
come back here so I can slap you. So you're both a scientist and a weapons person who makes tacos. Okay. Yeah. We are all lovely tacos here. All right. I am Ford Buick Toyota. And I am. <laughs> okay, wait. Yeah. Are we referencing everything? Because apparently our rival is Aquafina. Um, Ford Buick Toyota. Tell us about. What do you do? Uh, I am a aqua. I have a career in aquaponics, which is the study of sort of like making or taking care of fish so they can be ready to become seafood. Um, okay. And I am also a sushi chef and a marine botanist. What's your fourth career? Oh yes, yeah, so and my fourth career is dubstep artist. Dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see an example. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually make dumb stuff on garage. <laughs> right here, so I can play something <laughs> out of random. Well, okay. Do you have well, any, well, any well, attitudes well, about the other characters that you know? Um, sure? I am very close with Arya's character. Um, we're really good friends. Harlow? Yes. <laughs> I love that name. Harlow? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good name. I find it's a good it interesting. Name. My name is just awkward to spell. Uh, okay. Besides that, I'm kind of neutral by everyone else. I mean, of course, I've known them long enough to be have some connection. But, you know, they're they're workers just like me in the ARC. So, you know. Co-workers. 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 All right. And Arya, you have Harlow, is that what you said? Yes. I am a marine biologist, architect, artist, and... Hunter for when certain marine creatures get too unruly. Mm. Chronosaurus. I know, I just like <laughs> the giant mosasaur kind of thing. He's out there harpooning a giant squid. <laughs> Actually, Harlow chooses not to identify with a the gender. Mm. They're just Harlow. Okay. Mm. Oh, me. Um, no, I. You didn't give me the chance to talk about my relationship with the other characters. Oh, yes. Come on ahead. Apparently you hate me. (laughs) As per usual. Harlow does not outright hate their co-workers, but isn't that fond of them either, to be honest. They consider Ford a friend as he is their... Sort of their twin. with two personalities, because you're using we for Harlow a lot. We are I am. Harlow. Yes. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> 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 I'm Venom. saying they because Harlow has no gender. Harlow has a royal we. <laughs> yeah, royal we, yeah. <laughs> we. So Harlow considered... I consider Ford <laughs> yeah. to be a friend, because we're sort of twins. Like, me and Ford. Stat-wise. And I am somewhere between neutral and positive towards Mama Sita because she's helpful and does not bother me when I do not want to be bothered. (laughs) Unlike me, I totally bother her. I just have a question. Since you, like, are twins, do you dubstep her hunting grunts and throwing stabby noises? Oh, totally. He does, and I I hate it. I secretly record all her fighting noises, and then I turn them into remixes, and it's like, at night, I'll be like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, my turn. Punch my cabbages. Um, I play TZ, 
TZ124333867. I go I go by Tiz for short. And um, I'm six years old and I am an engineer programmer person. And my hobby is using working pipes as quarter steps and practicing with heavy firearms of all sorts. And um I, I, I'm close friends with I um Elton, Elton John, John Cena, Cena. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> because we're both on the engineering face of the part of the arc and um sort of with well, sort of, I, I was terrified for a second I was <laughs> for her. What is, I keep yeah, on forgetting my co-workers. Ford, Ford Buick Toyota. <laughs> okay, well, I'm close with Ford because I find music rather entertaining, especially while I whap stuff with a metal stick. I like the idea of the fishalottles, but I haven't had much time to spend with other co-workers besides Mamacita because I constantly need repairs because I'm in a hot boiling room accidentally hitting myself with a metal pipe. <laughs> Accidentally, big air quotes. I do have a uh, specialty of dance. Sweet, you dance my music. <laughs> Dancing. Yeah, I, I figured that might come up. Yeah. And what's but the point of a dubstep artist? In I really want to see I really want to see where your um, music is gonna help out in this adventure. Good question. Because I don't know much about dubstep. Does dubstep ever contain vocal music? Because I actually put Rarely. down vocal. Vocal music is one of Harlow's sure, really. talents. Sure. Sometimes it's yeah. usually very highly auto-tuned to work yeah. with yes. electronic Yeah, it's like sampled. So that, yeah. like, they would take like a song and often sample ah. we, We've got, we, there's one song we like that's like that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, there's like one Skrillex song and actually had lyrics to it. It was very weird. But mm-hmm. Wait, uh... Yeah, for an example... Scary Monsters Yeah, for an example of something That was the only like one that he did with lyrics. No, mm-hmm. there was a few others. So, yeah. for an example of something <clears throat> sampled like that, you could look up, you got the love, the XX. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think we're all introduced. There is a part of the base that still needs to be completed. What part of the arc is still under construction that you have been working on? The dance floor. I mean, come on. Yeah. Where is yeah. So right now we're all engineering and we're now working in the in the entertainment department. Priorities. I mean, come on. I was gonna say I don't know. Have we worked on um, um, air conditioning yet? I'm pretty sure we have. Because uh, we need oxygen. Wait, uh, do robots yeah, need oxygen? So we need oxygen. So. Yeah, Going so. off of Darcy's suggestion, maybe the sort of recreational area of mm-hmm. the the rec room. Okay. Rec yeah. rooms, because it's a big old base. Yeah. Recreation like, dome, maybe. Recreation hmm. dome, yes. What? Two, two best names. I hope there's a ping pong table for just. I'm awful at it. Of course, there's a ping pong table. We are not uncultured. Can I put buckets on people's heads? <laughs> no. Can I slap a dummies? Oh. No. <laughs> like I just said, we are not uncultured here. We had said initially that there was an environmental disaster so there is a need for this undersea habitat for some population that needs shelter from the fallout what is that population i was thinking humans humans 
Because okay. humans don't do well at nuclear fallouts. I mean, if they were cockroach people, they wouldn't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. In addition to building this base, you have also been building a temporal gate, because we talked about that as well. Mm. So that it is a habitat for people to live and take shelter from the fallout. Escape. But also, there is a parallel effort to create a gate that will lead back to an earlier point in Earth's history so that if the disaster can't be averted, possibly it can, but if it can't be averted, then at least the population can go back and live in a time that is pre-oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsies. Preferably post other oopses. The Dark Ages. The perfect of the oopses. So, KB where is, is, what time period is the gate tuned to now? Well, hmm. we're kind of in the Mesozoic era. I was kind of thinking, like, we could open it to the Mesozoic, which would be popular So, choice. where would we be So, this now? is, like, Stargate kind of stuff. Stargate. That was a good TV Paleo series. Stargate. Paleo Stargate. Hmm. What was uh, it? Primeval. That's actually, like, Primeval. Yeah, Primeval. I was thinking of Terra Nova. Terra Nova's good. Aquanova. Aquanova. That's kind of the... I kind of thought of that as the name for this one shot. Aquanova. And the rival Aquafina. <laughs> That's pretty good. I just what learned about a company that had to do with water, so <laughs> I could have said Arrowhead. Slapped with copyright. We can take it to the Cambrian, but then there's a lack of oxygen there. But we're living in a city, so yeah, I guess it could work. It'll be interesting Aquafona. to chop up so, Cambrian animals into sushi. So maybe. So did you guys decide? Because I mean, maybe what we want to do is have like a portal to. I don't know, an, another inhabitable world just because I was going to say Mars, we're, we're, but trying that's to, we're trying to get, you know, habitable places for people who are surviving some kind of disaster, right? So mm -hmm. perhaps there is a manned ship manned by other cyborg crew, or perhaps just robotic crew that is willing, is en route to a planet believed to be habitable. Hmm. And your work in creating the habitat and the temporal gate is to house the world's population for the generations it'll take until that new world is arrived at. Okay. And, and, then, and then the gate can be opened at both ends and the population can move from whatever time period it's in to this other world. So maybe this is just a temporary fix because yeah. if it was nuclear fallout, it's not. We're not going to be safe from it forever, probably. Or at right. least the humans won't be. Right. Mm -hmm. I really have no feelings about it, but anyway. <laughs> well, if, if it's a nuclear fallout, in here in the dark, we're kind of just we're kind of cyborgs, and the organ, the the real huh. organisms in us could be affected by that. That's Thank really you. true. So. <laughs> It's kind of an effect on both sides. You know, I both had some animalistic ideas. I like that. I know that. Well, how are we going to contain it? We're in a bubble under the sea. Under the sea. That's the first thing that popped in my head. Yellow submarine. You have like a serpent. I am the copywriter. You are all there doing your normal tasks. What are your normal tasks given that right now the 
Eastern Dome, which is going to be the recreation dome for thousands of people, uh, is still under construction. What would you be doing on a normal day? Besides working on the dome? What would you be doing as your work on the dome, if that's what you're going to be working on? I would be going outside of the dome and... Outside of the base? Yes, outside okay. of the base. And blowing up debris and stuff and making room for the dome. Okay. Um, so you're like blowing up rock and stuff. He's having a great time doing so it too. what do you do to move around on the ocean floor? Presumably we're in the uh, midnight zone. So it's super dark, very high pressure down here. What do you do to get around? Do you wear a suit? Yes, you wear a suit. Okay. A pressurized suit. Nodding is not helpful for a recording. You wear a suit, and how do you get around? Do you just walk around down there? Just walk. Okay. So you're just slogging through. Yeah, there's stuff on the deep ocean floor too. Yeah, So your suit has like propulsion. Okay. No, like an underwater jet ski. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the so kind of do that. So you're gliding along. The it is a dicey proposition blowing stuff up deep underwater. So it is very exact and precise procedure with lots of safety protocols so that you don't blow up the domes with shockwaves. That's There's lots what of I'm drilling there for. and you know, planting the explosives and Elton so Elton clearly likes living on the edge. You're out there in the deep darkness right now. So what are you doing as you... What am I not doing? (laughs) Better question. (laughs) You know, as we're building this thing, things are constantly breaking down. And so I'm going around and I'm repairing. And then, you know, I'm repairing the radio. I turn the radio on and I'm like, this isn't alternative rock. This is college rock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like going around just, you know, taking care of things. Okay. Now, are you completely on your own when it comes to maintaining this thing, or do you have like uh, subsystem kind of dumb robots that you can program for simple, simple repairs? Like each day you I program them and send yeah, them. Yeah, I off absolutely. To do, I mean, this is a huge undertaking. So, so yes, I have little dumb robots. That Miles of programming them involved. all the time. Like, like I've got okay. things dialed in. So that like I'm out of a job with with her little mini army working there programming themselves. <laughs> I feel like I'm out of a job here. So what are you doing in a normal day? Um, Going outside for approximately one second so that the popcorn can be pressure popped. Um, (laughs) um, What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the advantage of living in the midnight zone. So are you a cook? No. I do make tacos, but that's mostly it. Where does the popcorn come into that? I have, that's I my question. I popcorn tacos. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Popcorn come into tacos. Um, and, you know, feed, feeding the ichthyosaurs. Nothing, nothing much. <laughs> like, 30 foot long ichthyosaur. Taco. Yum. So, <laughs> exactly. That, that's interesting. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's my fourth career. It is the majority of the base in the time period, the destination time period, or is the. What amount of the base is in 
the present oops environment Earth? About half of it. Okay. So there's construction going on on both sides. Yeah. All right. When you say you're feeding the ichthyosaurs or whatever lives down at this depth, has life come through the gate? Or are you going through the gate to study the fauna native to that time period? I'd probably say going through. It's not like I can pick up the ichthyosaur and bring it over there. You are currently engaged in studies of the Mesozoic fauna. What is Ford Buick Toyota? I am, I am making food preparations, you could say. I'm currently chopping away at um, pseudocanth, making a pseudocanth sushi, essentially. What kind of sushi? Sashimi? A roll? Well, it's like a, a hybrid roll. mix yeah, of yeah. sashimi like, and pokey? Just chops of um, pseudocanth on rice wrapped in seaweed. Basic thing. Uh, that yeah. means that there's, you said, aquaponics mm -hmm. growing rice then, probably, oh, yeah. to provide the water, grains yeah. and mm -hmm. everything. And there's probably water filtration going on so that you my have part. clean drinking water. Rice in the Mesozoic, in here. <laughs> That's my okay, part. So you're doing food prep right now? Yes. All right. Harlow. I am surveying the area that was previously cleared out recently that is currently undergoing construction. Okay. I think maybe we have some builder drones here to help us with the actual work of building. Okay. So I'm there making sure that they do everything right and that they interpret my designs correctly. <laughs> OCD because robot. sometimes they do not. No, it's not OCD. I just want them to do to listen to the designs I created. <laughs> <laughs> They're not paying attention. <laughs> Chill that sounds like sister. every that sounds like every teacher ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, supervising the drones. And Tiz? I'm making sure that stuff doesn't go through the portal. And I kinda help reinforce and construct all around the whole bubble, as I call it, the bubble. Which is the gate. So you're the whole thing. Okay. The, dome. the whole dome. Alright. And kinda just reinforce the interiors. And I spend a lot of time in the boiler room, working to make sure nothing overheats or is too messed up in there with metal heat comprised underwater and pressurized to make sure that nothing goes wrong down there. And it is important that your reactor keep working yes. to or else the whole power, goes power everything. Yes. It sounds like you're kind of a structural engineer. Yes. Okay. This is kind of a problem though, there's no janitor. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Well, look, I think we all just pitch in on cleaning up our own messes, so... I just blow my messes up. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we never ask you to clean anything up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because blowing... Robotic tears. <laughs> what would that look like? Oil? Probably. Nuts and bolts mixed with oil. You should see Mamacita about that. You've got a leak. <laughs> you got a leak. Okay. <laughs> That's it for this episode of All Ages RPG, the role-playing podcast for gamers of all ages. The RPG that we played in this episode, Plus, was originally written as an alternative system for running games in the Taint setting, but it was quickly ported to many other settings and genres. In case you're interested to read it and run it for yourself, Plus, like this podcast, is available for free online. Our podcast is available on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and allagesrpg.com. 
We hope that you've enjoyed listening to our game. We certainly enjoyed playing it.